Hello and welcome to Women of the Middle East podcast. This podcast relates the realities of Arab women and their rich and diverse experiences. It aims to present the multiplicity of women's voices, and it wishes to break cultural stereotypes about women of the Middle East, as well as educate and empower the younger generation of Middle Eastern women who were stripped of their historical reference and weren't necessarily raised to believe in their agency and power to create their own destiny. I'm Amman Al-Malki, I'm a feminist, scholar, and educator. I'm also the author of Arab Women in Arab News, Old Stereotypes and New Media. I created this podcast to be an extension and an update of the book and its main topics. Hello and welcome to episode 12 from Women of the Middle East podcast. I record this episode in the midst of nature in uh, Croatia uh, with unfiltered sounds of uh, nature, which I hope uh, this recording would transmit to you uh, along with the tranquility uh, that I'm uh, living uh, in as I record this episode. Uh, This episode continues featuring the talks from Empower Now, the online forum that took place in March 2021, uh, which presented a collage of women leaders, experts, and business owners who shared their experiences and expertise. This intervention is um, by Rita Hayim, who will be talking about women at the front lines leading the battle against COVID-19. Rita Hayim is an experienced humanitarian worker with a demonstrated history of working in civic and social organization industry, skilled in nonprofit organization, management, gender and pharmacy, strong business development professional with a doctor of pharmacy from University of St. Joseph in Lebanon. In her intervention, she speaks about the women humanitarian workers uh, who led the fight against COVID-19 in uh, Lebanon in specific. This sheds the light on women's hands-on approach during hard times. Now the conversation between Hanan, the facilitator, and Rita, the speaker, focuses on how women, how women have been leading, uh, whether in times of crisis or not. But this role that women uh, assumes uh, is usually um, uncovered. Um, uh, it goes unnoticed sometimes, and it's very important to shed the light on that. It, of course, manifests the quality of uh, the feminine and feminist leadership, and it breaks all of the traditional stereotypes about women and their roles in such times of crisis or times of hardship that um, their societies go through. Let's widen the scope. Women's roles during the pandemic have ranged from, of course, caregivers to decision makers. Women working at the front lines exposed uh, to contracting the virus. Uh, Women uh, working in the health and education sector, like nurses and teachers, had to take the double weight of and the double burden of the formal and informal jobs they lead. 
uh, women leaders also in these uh, two sectors, but also in other sectors like economy, politics, and social and women affairs, knew that this crisis, like all other crises, is not gender neutral and will have women paying the biggest price, as we have already seen, with the increase of uh, gender-based violence against women, uh, that spiked all around the world, but our region was the place in which the cruelest killings took place, at least from my point of view. Girls leaving school and not having access to online schooling, women losing their jobs, uh, are things that have become so common um, to see and to hear about during the pandemic. Activists and humanitarian workers and feminist NGOs in the Arab region have also been working with their governments, when possible, on adding gender perspective to their national COVID response plans. The UN's generic response plan have created a framework uh, for other nations to map their national uh, response plans against. Uh, and has called for pandemic responses that address the intersection of gender conflict and COVID-19. UN Secretary Council Resolution 2532 calls for concrete actions to ensure the full, equal and meaningful participation of women and youth in the development and implementation of an adequate and sustainable response to the pandemic. And the CEDAW Committee's guidance note on CEDAW and COVID-19 aims to ensure that measures taken to address the COVID-19 pandemic do not directly or indirectly discriminate against women and girls. It advises states to continue implementing the Women, Peace and Security Agenda, including gender conflict analysis as part of responses in humanitarian and conflict-affected settings. Good afternoon. It's good to see you again. Um, it, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Reem. Uh, and um, I was honored to um, have an interview with you before, and I'm really impressed with all the work that, that you do on uh, gender balance, on uh, uh, bringing awareness and raising awareness on a lot of humanitarian issues. And uh, so I'm really happy to welcome Dr. Rita Hayem. She's International Strategy and Partnership Lead and a humanitarian, humanitarian expert. And today the topic that would love to hear your insights about is women at the front lines and how women are leading the battle against COVID-19. Actually, we cannot have any conversation today without linking it to this still ongoing crisis that has impacted us on many, many fronts. So I'd love to hear from you, uh, your views and your insights, and uh, I'm sure they will be very enlightening as usual. The stage is yours. Thank you. Good afternoon, Hanan. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, thank you, Hanan, for your uh, wonderful words. And I'm so happy and honored to be part of this wonderful event. Uh, actually, um, I'm so happy that now we're speaking in terms of gender, because for the first time when we're talking about the pandemic, we're looking at it and saying it is not gender neutral. And this is, per se, is an achievement. Um, yes, COVID has impacted women um, on a different way, and we have seen with, uh, with Rida before how this uh, COVID has increased the vulnerability of women. Uh, and by doing this, uh, vulnerability will not be only attributed to, to women, but it is as well the resilience that we're talking about in terms of COVID. 
as a humanitarian workers, I have managed different emergencies and COVID uh, on top of Beirut blast, on top of the economic crisis in Lebanon has shown the great work of women. Uh, women at the front line were there on a daily basis. When everyone was called to stay home, women were there. They were challenging, they were fighting COVID and they were helping people. And because of women, we as organization, our projects were really targeting people who are really in need. We saw how women, because they were part of the community, they were able to speak the exact language of the community. As social workers, as health workers, they were there to stop the rumors concerning COVID, to uh, raise awareness about COVID, but as well as to predict the trends for COVID. And because they could read the community, because they are part of the community, because they can speak the language of the community, NGOs and different organizations were able to put in place projects that will mitigate and will uh, decrease the effect of COVID. It was really interesting to see how women can lead and lead from the field. And this is something really important because leading sometimes and talking about leadership is talking about people and women within a uh, setting at the office. This is not always the case. Women at the, in the field are the ones who are leading this fight against COVID. If we look at what happened, the combination of COVID and Beirut blast, if we see the pictures, and this is what happened as well with Caritas Lebanon, there are women who went to the streets, there are girls who went to the street to clean the streets, to help with the, uh, with the destroyed houses, to remove furniture, to paint the houses. And this is where breaking gender stereotypes were existing and society was saying, welcome. So I guess let's look at those positive examples and build on them. It's so interesting to see how women who already have lost their houses, they were there to volunteer and to support others. It was really nice to see how nurses, how doctors were in the field, adapting their projects, their health projects, and exactly knowing what the population needs, implementing mental health projects, going, uh, going um, stopping taboos when it comes to mental health. They were there to distribute food, to listen to people. So I guess looking at COVID, there are many lessons learned. And one of them is that women lead we don't need office to lead. We can lead from where we are. And yes, as an important, they, they form an important part of a humanitarian workers and, and health workforce. Yes, they have led and they are fighting against COVID and they are sending beautiful examples of resilience. Absolutely. Thank you for mentioning that. It, it reminds me of an article I just saw, I think a week ago, I probably shared it in my social media that talked about uh, female leadership and how women don't need business to lead. Like you said, they don't need an office to lead because when we when we say leadership, leadership is about influence, is about doing good. So, and leadership is about impacting positively your communities and the people around you that you need to work to serve. So, and women have shown that because they are out there. And as as you rightly shared the uh, the example of Lebanon in its crisis in August, that you know we were all really impacted with. Definitely, they have shown sense of leadership, and that's the kind of leadership. because in business that is management. Leadership it was when you want to serve others, when you want to create that social impact. You can never disassociate leadership with social impact. It's, it's a great example uh, that you shared with us. And uh, so um, how can we create more spaces or more opportunities to raise awareness about this importance of feminine leadership in handling crises or in uh, enhancing positive impact? 
Well, I guess, yes, we're talking about a COVID crisis, but with every crisis, there's an opportunity. And this is an opportunity. This is a very important time where we can build on what we, what everyone is speaking about, which is women uh, at the front line of the COVID. This was as well the topic of the UN for the, for the uh, Women's Day. So let's build on this momentum. Every time when there have been any changes in societies, when have been any revolutions, women were at the front line. But unfortunately, when it comes to the decision, women were sent back to the private sphere, and then it is all man leading. Um, I think that this is an important time to say that business as usual should not continue. This is a time to say that, yes, we're applauding uh, uh, health, uh, health workforce, we're applauding humanitarian, but it's not only about applauding, it's as well giving the time and giving them the place to sit at the, uh, the decision-making, to sit at the table. There are beautiful examples of this. One of the examples, which is not in Lebanon, but Caritas Uganda, for instance. Uh, in Uganda, there have been many important um, uh, steps undertaking to decrease the number of COVID, yet the number of COVID didn't decrease. And why? Because Women, as per the culture, they are responsible of collecting water. So they go to the water, uh, water stations to collect water where there's more than 300 women there. However, when they started to work at the district level and include women within the decision making, everything has changed. So I think that now let's first of all collect those wonderful examples. Let's have those wonderful examples because this is not only it's a data, it's based on data and science, but as well, it's stories, it's pure stories. Let's collect this data and let's collect those stories and let's build on it. So I think giving them a place, giving them a place to speak and to take decision and to act. But most importantly, and I know that this topic is dear to your heart, is um, not only uh, speaking about inclusion, but putting in place inclusion. It's deciding uh, to how we're gonna select our future leaders, because this pandemic, this COVID has shown us that leaders who believe in inclusion have managed the crisis better than, than the others. So let's add inclusion as a selection criteria, uh, not only uh, looking at the exper expertise and the CV, but as well as, as is, that, is this person do believe in inclusion or not. I think it's really important to, um, to look at the myths that, that we, were, uh, we were living with. So the fact that women cannot manage or the fact that a mother doesn't have time yeah. to manage, those myths were debunked during COVID because uh, a, a humanitarian worker uh, was, is a mother. Uh, she, was, she was not only going daily basis to her, to her job, but she was as well shouldering additional tasks such as online education, such as being mother, such as uh, taking care of other and they managed to do it. So let's debunk those myths and say that it is time to uh, think about the systems that we're using in our societies. It is time to think about how to include the humanity within our system because when we include the humanity within our systems, this is a place where we include everyone, men and women. And we're not saying that women only should lead, we're saying that men and women should complement each other and should lead. And um, I Probably people will say in a humanitarian sector, there's the essentialist nature of women, which is um, nurturer, uh, taking care of others. I would say no, this is not the case. But the women, especially at COVID, have shown their courage to go and search for the people who are in need. They have shown an incredible courage in going out. 
at, not in terms of leading their home, but in terms of seeking who, who is in need. And this has been reflected on different projects that we're leading because we're not only focusing on people who are uh, subject to COVID, we're focusing on refugees, on migrants, on people who have lost their jobs. We're going beyond COVID to look and search for vulnerability because vulnerability now is not an attribute of women, but it's an attribute to anyone who can be vulnerable. And vulnerability is not permanent. It's not every time and yeah. it's not every Thank day. you. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing insights. And um, yeah, I like the word that women have shown that they can lead and um, and they've shown that they can impact positively as well. And as Mr. Zarada was sharing before, sometimes because you need a mindset, uh, mindset shift, sometimes you need those quotas. So I have mixed feelings about those, but there is a term uh, that is uh, widely um, also applied or widely spoken about, which is positive discrimination, uh, which is sometimes you need that so that you kind of like impose with those quotas to give a place at the table, as you mentioned, for women, because without that, it will take us centuries for some decision makers who could, could be men and women for them to see that add value add of having diversity because at the end of the day as you said it's not about just having women but it's about having men and women it's about balance and that's what we advocate for and that's what we strive for and, and you know i wear the hat of telazon as well which is really about let's have those untold stories like you said it's not just about really looking at what's happening but it's about showcasing shedding the light because those stories tell a lot and there are so many out there so many success stories so many impact uh, impactful stories that are not told so i think we should start somewhere and uh, thank you uh, dr rita if you have a closing comment it, it was amazing when you made insights for all of us to see the 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 role of women in the crisis and the lessons that were learned from this this uh, this covid 19 pandemic because i think all of all of these challenges were there what happened with covid 19 it accelerated and also exposed so many things that were just hidden under the carpet as we say Exactly. I guess that's what we've learned and throughout all the discussions at national and international level, one uh, things keep repeating, we keep repeating the same rhetoric, which is women are a force of change. So let's believe in this. Let's choose to challenge and let's start uh, acting because it's time now for, a, for more action rather than Amazing. work. So, I love that. Thank you. Women are force of change. Thank you so, so much. And I'm sure that our paths will cross again on another stage, whether virtual or face-to-face, uh, -face, inshallah. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and the tranquility of my background although there is a, a bit of a chanting um, in the background i'm not sure where it's coming from next episode will conclude our social impact selected um, talks um, with dagmar seems intervention on uh, the glass ceiling ambition versus gender all brought to you by women of the middle east podcast and executive woman keep on writing to me and until next time, please stay safe and stay well.